now that we're recording all the comments. Let's get <laughs> this. This is um, one of the uh, tour portions that is very heavy on the midrash. Yes, very heavy in midrash. And uh, it says uh, one of the things in this particular one was uh, uh, um, Ephron was kind of a swindler, which was you know kind of the way during the during this time. It seems to be the theme of people uh, dealing dishonestly in this tour portion. Uh, but Ephron um, says, "Oh, it's not a big deal. Just four hundred pieces of silver," and he's like. And then when uh, Abraham supposedly uh, went to pay him the 400, he's like, oh, no, not that silver, the the big silver, right? So there was like a bigger <laughs> domination. It, it ended up was like a million dollars or something like that in that time period. So today it would be like $14 million. So I don't know. I mean, this is this may get political, and I, and I apologize, but there's there should be no nation of Israel where Hebron's not included. You know, we, we should own that land that um, that you know the cave of our of our ancestors there. You know, exactly. Uh, it's like the longest. It's like the oldest deed known, right? <laughs> land deed or whatever. That's yeah. That's cool. Also, there's other midrashim because remember, according to the midrash. Um, Yitzchak had spent, what was it, 17 years or 13 years studying at the yeshiva of Shem and Eber, and he didn't even know his mother had passed away. Mm -hmm. And Abraham didn't know it until he came back. Supposedly she died while he was gone. But the thing is, according to Midrash, Hasatan showed her images of Abraham sacrificing Yitzhak on the altar, and it said, according to the Midrash, her soul just departed her body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that. also. Yeah, I heard that as well. And then and then Prager Prager has like this very um Prager has this different view. He 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 looks at it as um I guess like kind of a modern a modern view or something. So um he thinks that um, you know, when when Abraham took took Isaac up to the mountain, that um, that Sarah thought he was crazy, and left and went, and that's why when when it talks about her being in a different place than where Abraham was, like they were they kind of separated at that point because that was too too far for her. And it's that I mean this is this is Prager right? This is Prager's commentary, whatever. But he's kind of just kind of coming to it from our kind of view. And that's why um, Abraham wasn't around where she was when she passed because because they were kind of separated at that time. That that's that, that was his view, but it doesn't really go along with the midrash. But that's his own. It's good to know everybody's views, I suppose. Anybody else have any comments? What was it? Nothing super helpful. I just said that it was pretty much how it was explained to me in the Baptist church growing up. Oh, yeah. Baptist view. I find it super interesting that, like, it says the life of Sarah was 100 years and 20 years and seven years when everybody else, when usually would say, and Sarah lived to be 127 years. 
So why does it say it like that? It's a good question. Um, Ra Rashi Rashi has said that um, the way why it's phrased that way is that it says, it says years it says years three times that all her years were good, like she had like like everything was she had a really good life. That's what Rashi would say. Um, there's other there's other um, I've heard other ones where like she was. She lived a hundred years. No, I forgot about the hundred years, but like the twenty-year one was like she was she was beautiful, like she was at, at twenty years, and then she was like um, innocent, like she was at like seven years or something like that. I, I've heard that thing. I forgot what the hundred years maybe wisdom wisdom of a hundred years. I don't know. Yeah, she had a twenty. We 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 have it here. It's uh, okay. hold on a second. <laughs> yes. Hold on, where 120? It says Sarah didn't die from sickness or old age. Uh -oh. I'm trying to find. I just had it. Bottom right. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Okay. The Torah says um, doesn't simply tell us she died at the age of 127. It, it says that the life of Sarah was 100 years, 20 years, and seven years to teach us what kind of person she was. She had as few sins at 100 as she had at 20, that is none, no sins at all throughout her lifetime. And at 20, she was so beautiful that she didn't need any makeup like a girl of seven years old whose beauty is natural and who doesn't use makeup. It's just... You know, that's that's what the uh, commentator said, but it's it's interesting. The very Hasidic view there yeah. <laughs> made her perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, I was on a I was on a business. Um, I don't think that's on. Hello. Hello. There we go. Okay. I was on a business call this week with um with a Muslim and uh and I didn't know like that we had already known each other in for like maybe last year, since last year. Um and then we reconnected and we're like, oh, I know you. And she, he's like, Yeah, oh I I know you too. I remember you too. Um, he said, I said, I, I remember your face. And he said, I remember your husband's face because <laughs> I, I wasn't showing video on camera. And um, and I remember a year ago we had talked and he told me that he didn't want to work with me because um, because my business primarily targeted or um, served um, Christians and Jews. Not because I want to discriminate against other religions, but because I talk about my faith a lot, which is more compatible to Christians and Jews. And he said that he didn't want to work with with someone like that because it would make his team feel bad because I guess because they're predominantly Muslim. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, but then he said, um, so then we brought up the the war in Israel, and he was like, "He's like, so how do you feel about that?" And I said, "Well, I don't want to get all super political, but I said, 
you know, I feel like I, I believe that that loss of life um, is a tragedy, no matter what your background, you know, no matter what your religious background or your race or anything like that. And then, um, and then I said, you know, I believe there will come a time when, when there will be peace among all religions and that we are all cousins, Christians, Jews, and Muslims. And then he started questioning me about Moshe. And he's like, what, what do you believe about Moshe? And I told him what I believed about Moshe. And he was like, I believe that too. He said, he said, and so do Christians. And then he was explaining to me that, you know, that like all the religions are true, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Um, but Islam is for our time, not before. And so he gave me a video to watch and I gave him a different video to watch um, to make a long story short. But very interestingly, his argument was that in the video that he showed, I watched the main, one of the main arguments, I don't remember everything, but one of the main arguments in the video was that, um, that Muhammad, according to Muslims, was the prophet like unto Moshe, that was prophesied in, um, in the Torah. And, and he said, he said, um, the Imam on the video said that Christians believe that's Jesus, but that Jesus was not, not like Moshe because he was born of a virgin, because he was sinless, you know, all these things. And he said, Muhammad was more, was, was, is the prophet like Moshe because he's not, he didn't have a miraculous birth and he was not, um, uh, you know, perfect or sinless or whatever, you know, and he, he died a normal death, whereas they believe that, um, Jesus was, um, kind of raptured. Like he never died. He was just taken up. So that was his, his main argument. And that made me remember. And this is something that I, that, um, I learned from the conservative movement, from the conservative Jewish movement is that, you know, conservative Jews, they don't, take midrashim um literally at all whereas you know for the most part i don't want to speak for all all conservative jews but and on on kind of the opposite and hasidim some of them not all of them my brother rabbi doesn't but some hasidim like chabad as a sect i see that chabad tends to try to believe that all midrashim are true it, especially the midrash rabbah and and the Talmud, okay? And um, part of the Midrashim talk about how Moshe had a miraculous birth, very similar to Yeshua. And now we have this other Midrash about, about Sarah being like sinless, which is very much like the Virgin Mary in, in Christianity, in the New Testament. And so um, in conservative Jews, Judaism, um, some of the scholars would say that it was a response that, you know, they won't take it literally, like they don't believe that the Midrashim are true, but it's a response to Christianity and even Islam, where it's like, okay, well, oh, that religion must be true because they've got this miraculous birth and they've got this sinless person. And so one theory is the rabbi said, well, we've got a sinless person over here too. And we've got some miraculous births too. And so it's not even just Moshe that has a miraculous birth in the Midrash. There's, there's many more. I don't know what the truth is, but like, 
I mean, I could I could see how that might be true, how um, how some of these midrashim may have arisen from as a response to Christianity and Islam, but I can also see that um, perhaps orally, Judaism had these midrashim a long time ago, and that it was it was just um, referenced, you know, in Christianity and Islam. Mm-hmm. All right, let's continue. Um, so the girls, so Vered, Ta'amud Vered, Ben Avraham, Ba Avraham La Humash. Yes. And so the field of Ephron, which is in Machpelah, facing Mamre, was established as Abraham's possession. This included the field and the cave that was in it and all the trees that were in the field, which were within its entire border around. It was to Avraham as a possession before the eyes of the sons of Heth in the presence of all who had come with within the gate of his city. And afterwards, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, which is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Uh, and the field and the cave within it were established to be Avraham, to Avraham as burial prop, as bur, bur, burial property purchased from the sons of Hess. And Abraham was old, advanced in days, and the Lord had blessed Abraham with everything. And Abraham said to his servant, the elder of his house, who ruled over all that was his, please place your hand under my thigh, and I will... At your, at your, you by the Lord, the God of the heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose midst I dwell, but you shall 
but you shall go to my land and to my birthplace, and you shall take a wife for my son, Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not wish to go after me to this land. I shall shall I return your son to the land from which you came? And Abraham said to him, Beware lest you return my son back there. Uh the Lord God of the heavens, who took me from my father's house and ugh, um father's house and from my land of birth and who spoke why are my eyes watering from me and wait <laughs> and who spoke about me and who swore to me saying to to your seed I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take wife for my son from there. And and if the woman will not wish to go after you, you will be. Absolved of this, my oath only do not return my son back there. And the servant placed his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore he, and swore, wait, 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 and he swore to him concerning this matter. When I stare too long, my life. Is that what the rabbi rabbi said? To when you get a minion, you should start in the middle of it, <laughs> not reread. All right. Here we do a tour procession and everything. Guess we're gonna go with what our rabbi the rabbi says. Okay, so. We're on the third aliyah, third portion. Uh, it's um, turn into your sidurs. And um, let's go to page. Ezra's the minion man. Page 68. Go to page 68. <clears throat> and Rappy, can you come up here? Help me with the tour. And, um, and no, and David, I guess. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> when the ark would travel, much, no, wait. There is none like you among the gods of Shem, and there's nothing like your works. Your, your dominion is throughout all generations, and your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion is throughout all generations. Hashem reigns, Hashem has reigned, Hashem will reign forever and ever. Hashem will give strength unto his people. Hashem will bless his people with peace. 
אין כמוך ולכים אדוני, ואין כמעשיך, מלכות כמלכות כל עמים, ומשרתך בך דור ודור. אדוני מלך, אדוני מלך, אדוני ימלוק לעולם ועד. אדוני זומו ייתן, אדוני יברק את עמו ושלום. When the ark would travel, Moshe would say, Arise, Hashem, let your enemies be scattered, let them that hate you flee from you. For from Zion will go for the Torah and the word of Hashem, from Yushalayim. Blessed is he who in his holiness gave the Torah to his people, Israel. Right. <laughs> כי מציון תצא תורה ודבר אדוני מירושלים ברוך שנתן תורה תורה ברוך שנתן תורה תורה לימו ישראל And if um, David, just stay on this side over here, just in case I are weak with this left-handed spotter, right? Yeah, it'll be my spotter. Yeah. All right, let's do the Vizot Chatara. There we go. וזאת התורה אשר שם משה לפני בני ישראל על פי אדוני ביד משה. And this is the Torah that Moshe placed for the children of Israel at the command of Hashem through the hand of Moshe. All right, thank you. Yeah, pretty heavy. That's just him. Okay. All right. 
Yamud Ezra ben Avraham la Torah. Vai, vai gadal pa ish beyeleha pa alo del am ki gadal me ot bayihi lo mike mekne zo zon umi pane Bakar ba a ba a Buddha Rabba Bayekar Nen Oto Peleth Pelestin Pelestin Behol Ha Averod Asher Ha Apru Badei Abin Bimei Abraham Ani Sik Mu Sik Mun Peles Filistim Bayamal Lun Afar Marubata Adonai, el penumeleja olam, ashenatanano toraemet, pejoayeola natan betujeno, Marubata Adonai, Bruxema, Senatora, Amen. I'm not sure which portion you read, which aliyah you read, but, but we're going to read the third one in English. Yeah, I, did, I did the third. Did you read Genesis chapter 24, verse 10? Uh, hold on for a second. Right? Right. 26 13. That's what I got on the uh, oh, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. We'll just read, read the that. right, we'll just do the correct English one. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, oh, sorry, no problem. You don't want the girls re reading. Um. Oh, they can read from my front. All right, girls. Sheila, you gonna read now? Who's gonna read, Mama? Can you read? Okay, read this. Can you read? Third Alia English. Yes, sir. Um, 
Okay. Are you ready? Yes. And the, and the servant took the ten camels of his master's camels, and he went, and all the best of his master was in his hand. And he arose, and he went to Aram Nehorim. To the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel outside the city beside the well of the water at event, event, event tide? Yes. At the time of the maidens go out to draw the water. And he said, O Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, please cause to happen to me today and perform loving kindness with my master, Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the water fountain and the daughters of the people of the city are coming out to draw water. And it will be that the maiden whom I say will lower your pitcher and I will drink. And she will say, drink, and I will also water your camels. Her have you designated for your servant, Isaac, and through her, may I know that you have performed loving kindness with my master. Now he is not yet finished speaking, and behold, Rebekah came out, who had been born to be, behold, the son of Machel, Machel, Milcha, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, and her pitcher was on her shoulder. Now the maiden was very comely appearance, a virgin, and had no man had been intimate with her. And she went down to the fountain, and she filled her pitcher and went up. The servant ran toward her and said, Please let me sip a little water from your pitcher and cease. She said, Drink, my lord. And she hastened and lowered her pitcher to her hands, and she gave him a drink. And she finished giving him a drink, and she said, I will also draw for your camels until they have finished drinking. And she hastened, she and she emptied her pitcher into the trough and she ran again to the well to draw water and she drew for all his camels the man was astonished at her standing silent waiting to know whether or not the lord had caused his way to propose prosper or not prosper or not now it came about when his camels had finished drinking that the man took two golden a golden nose ring, a half weighing, weighing a half shekel, and two bracelets for her hands, waging ten gold shekels. And he said, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Is there a place for us in your lodging 
in your father's house? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcha, whom she bore Nahor. And she said to him, Both straw and falder are plenty, plentiful with us. There is also a place to lodge. And the man kneeled down and prostrated himself to the Lord. Baruchanam <laughs> Ah, ah, Vatarat Hana Ara Vataget Levet Ima Kadvarim Haele Urivka Ah Ushmolavan Vayarat Lavan Vayat Lavan El Haish Hachutsa El Hain Barukatar and I, in a melacolam, Shabakabonimigo, I mean Venatanano at Torato Shiloh's turn. Yes, can you give her the mic? And he said, Blessed is the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not forsaken his loving kindness and his truth from my master. As for me, the Lord led me on the road of to the house of my master's kinsman, and the maiden ran, and she told her mother's house what had happened. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran to the man outside to the fountain. And it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and bracelets on his sister's hands, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebekah saying, so did the men speak to me that he came to the man, and behold, he was standing over the camels at the fountain. And he said, Come, you who are blessed of the Lord, 
Why should you stand outside when I have cleared the house and placed for the camels? So the man came to the house and unmuzzled the camels, and gave and he gave straw and fodder to the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. And food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have spoken my words, and he said, Speak. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, The Lord, and the Lord blessed my master exceedingly, and became great, and he gave him sheep and cattle, silver, silver and gold, manservants and maidservants, camels and donkeys, and Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master after she had become old, and he gave all that he possesses, and he gave him that all he possesses. And my master adjured me, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, who is in whose land I dwell. Instead, you must go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. And he said to me, The Lord before whom I watch will send his angel with you and make your way prosper, and you shall take wife for my son, from my family, and from my father's house. You will then be absolved from my oath when you come to my family, and if they do not give her to you, you will be absolved from my oath. So I came today to the fountain, and I said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if you desire to prosper in my way upon which I am going, behold, I am standing by the water, fountain when a maiden comes out to draw water i will say to her please give me a little water to drink from from your pitcher and if she will say to me you may too drink and i will also draw water for your camels she's the woman whom the lord has designated for my master's son i had not yet finished speaking thus in my heart and behold rebecca came out with her pitcher on her shoulder and she went down to the fountain and drew water and I said to her, Please give me to drink. And she ha- hastened and lowered her pitcher from upon her, and she said, Drink, and I will also water your camels. So I drank, and she also watered, watered the camels. And I asked her, and I said, Whose daughter are you? Are you? And she replied, The daughter of Bethuel, the son of Nahor, whom Melchab bore to him. And I placed the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her hand. And I kneeled and prostrated myself to the Lord, and I blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who led me on the true path to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. And now, if you will do loving kindness and truth with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, and I will return to the right or to the left. And Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The map. Matter has emanated, emanated from the Lord. We cannot speak to you, either bad or good. Behold, Rebecca is before you. Take her and go, and let her be a wife for your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. Now it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words, and he prostrated himself on the ground to the Lord. Wow. All right. Um... Ya Amud Moshe Menashe Ben Shmel Mechel Torah. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.
Can you guys see me or is my camera off? Yes, we can see you. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was off. Okay. Baruch et Adonai Hambarach. Baruch Adonai Hambarach Le'olam Baruch Adonai Hambarach Le'olam Ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hamim. Benatan Lano Et Torato. Baruch Adonai. Baruch no ten ha Torah. Amen. Amen. Vayotze ha Evet Beli Kesef. Behav of Karim. Beyiten le Rivka Umig Dano Natan le Achiha U Ima by Yochlu Vaishto Hu Hata Nashim Asher Imo Vaya Linu Vaya Kumu Baboker Baomer Shall Huni Ladonihi Bayomer a Chiha Baima Teshe Hana Ara Itanu Yamim O Shaor Achar Tele Sheo Asor Acher and the servant took out silver articles yes and golden articles and garments and he gave them to rebecca and he gave delicacies to her brother and her and to her mother and they ate and drank and he and he and the men who were with him and they lodged and they arose in the morning and he said send me away to my master and her brother and her mother said let the maiden stay with us for a year or 10 months afterwards she will go but he said to them, do not delay me since the Lord has made my way prosper. Send me away and I will go to my master. And they said, let us call the maiden and ask her. And they summoned Rebecca and they said to her, 
will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away so they sent away Rebecca, their sister, and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you become dozens of Mary Mayad how does that pronounce? Myriads. Myriads. And may your seed inherit the cities of their enemies. And Rebecca and her maidens arose and rode on camels, and they followed the man. And the servant took Rebecca and left. Now Isaac was on his way coming from Beir Lahi Lahi Roi, and he dwelt in the land of the south. And Isaac went forth to pray in the field towards evening and he lifted up his eyes and saw behold camels were approaching and Rebecca lifted her eyes and saw Isaac and she let herself down from the camel and she said to that to the servant who is that man walking in the field toward us and the servant said he is my master and she took a veil uh, and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the all the things that he had done, that he had done. And Isaac brought her to the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took and he took Rebecca, and she became his wife. And he left her, and Isaac was converted for the loss of his mother. <clears throat> um, is Arya online? Ya'amod Arya bin Aaron la Torah. Shabbat shalom. We on the sixth portion? Yes. Baruch Adonai Amorach. Baruch Adonai Amorach Le'olam Ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Amorach Le'olam Ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Amorach Le'olam Asher Natan Lama Torah Temed V'yaya Olam Nata B'Tofinu. Baruch Adonai. Baruch Shemot. Noten Ha'humash. Now we're doing the Torah now. We're doing the Torah now. Noten HaTorah. Amen. Vayosef Abraham Vayikach Isha Isha Ushma Ketorah 
ותלד לא את זירם ואת יקשב ואת מדן ואת מדיין ואת ישבק ואת שעשוח ויקשן ילד את שבה ואת דבר ודדיו דדן ובני דדן והיו אשורים ולתושים ולאומים. ברוך אתה אדוני אלוהינו מלך העולם אשר נתן לנו תורת אמת והיה עולם אתה בתוכנו ברוך אתה אדוני ברוך שמו נתן התורה אמן And Abraham took another wife and her name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran and Joshan and Midan and Midian and Jeshbach and Shan. And Joshan begot Shabiah and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Latzarim, and Elimarim. The sons of Midian were Ephra, and Eper, and Enoch, and Erba, and Eldia. All these were the sons of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that possessed Isaac, that he possessed Isaac. Two eyes. And to the sons of Abraham's concubines, Abraham gave gifts and he sent them away from his son Isaac. While he, Abraham, was still alive eastward to the land of the east, and these are the days of the years of Abraham's life that he lived, 170. One hundred years and seventy years and five years, and Abraham expired and died in a good old age, old and satisfied, and he was gathered gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron. The sons of Zohar the Hittite, which faces memory. The field that Abraham had bought from the sons of Heth, there, there Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. Now it came to pass after Abraham's death that Hashem um, blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt near Beir Achathro. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Ya'amod Betzalel ben Abraham la Torah. 
Baruch et Adonai Hamvarak. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak le'olam va'ed. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak le'olam va'ed. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher bakarbanu mekol hamonim venatan lanu et torato. Baruch Ata Adonai Shema noten ha'torah. Amen. <coughs> And now these are the generations of Ishmael, the son of Avraham, whom Hengar, the Egyptian, the maidservant of Sarah, bore to Avraham. And these are the names of the son of Ishmael by their names, according to their births. The firstborn of Ishmael was Nebatoith and Kedar and Adibel and Mibsam and Mishba and, and Mishma and Duma and Masa, Hadad and Tama and Jatur. Nafish and Kedema, and these are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names in their open cities and in their walled cities, twelve princes to their nations. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, one hundred years and thirty years and seven years. And he expired and died as he gathered to his people, and they dwelt from Havilah to Shur, which borders on Egypt, going towards Ashur, before all his brothers he dwelt. Baruch ata Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher natan lanu Torah emet v'kaye olam nata betokinu Baruch ata Adonai Noten ha'torah Next Yamur Ovadia ben Abraham la Torah. Now we can hear the Mafis here in English. <laughs> Baruch Adonai Hamvarak. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak le'olam va'ed. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak le'olam va'ed. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam. Asher barkarbanu mikol hamim v'natolano et toratio. Baruch Adonai. Baruch Shemu. Noten ha'torah. Amen. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names in their open cities and in their walled cities, twelve princes to their nations. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, 100 years and 30 years and 7 years. And he expired and died and was gathered to his people. And they dwelt from Havilah to Shur, which borders on Egypt, going towards Ashur, before all his brothers he dwelt. I always forget. Two fingers. But no, no, closing in that. Okay. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Ha'olam Asher Natan Lanu Torah Amen Vekaye Olam Natan Oteheinu Baruch Adonai Natan HaTorah Amen. Blessed are you, Shem, our God, King of the Universe, who choose who chose goodly prophets and favored their words spoken in truth. Blessed are you, Hashem, who chooses the Torah and Moshe, His servant, and Israel, His people. 
and prophets of truth and justice. And King David was old. He came into his old age, and they covered him with clothes, but he was not warmed. And his servants said to him, Let them seek for my lord the king, a young girl, a virgin, and she shall stand before the king, and she shall be him a warm be to him a warmer, and she shall lie in your lap, and it shall be warm for my lord the king. And they sought a beautiful young girl throughout the borders of Israel, and found Ab Abishag the Shunammites, and brought her to the king. And the young girl was very beautiful, and she was a warmer to the king, and she ministered to him, but the king did not know her. And Adonaiahu, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he made for himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. And his father had not angered him all his days, saying, Why have you done so? And he was, he too was a very handsome appearance, and she bore him after Absalom. And he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeru. Zeruai, and with Abithar, the priest, and they helped by following after Adonihu. And Zadok, the priest, and Benanihu, the son of Jehoiada, Jehoiad I don't know if I got that one right, but, <laughs> and Nathan, the prophet, and Shimei and Ray, the mighty men who were with David, were not with Adonihu. And Adonihu slew sheep and oxen and fatlings by the stone of Zoheleth, which is beside Enrogel. And he called all his brothers the king's sons and all the men of Judah the king's servants. And Nathan the prophet and Biniahu and the mighty men of his brother Solomon, he did not call. And Nathan said to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, saying, You have merely heard that Adonihu, the son of Haggith, has reigned, and our Lord David did not know it. And now come, and I shall counsel you with advice, and you shall save your life and the life of your son Solomon. Go and come to King David, and you shall say to him, Surely you, my lord the king, did swear to your maid, saying that Solomon your son will reign after me, and he shall sit upon the throne. Now why did Adonihu reign? Behold, you are talking there with the king, and I shall come in after you, and I shall complete your words. And Bathsheba came in unto the king into the chamber, and the king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammites ministered the king. And Bathsheba bowed her head and prostrated herself unto the king, and the king said, What is your wish? She said to him, My lord, you swore by the by the Lord your God to your maid that Solomon your son shall reign after me and he shall not and he shall sit on my throne and now behold Adonihu has reigned and now my lord the king you did not know and he has slain oxen and fatlings and sheep in abundance and he called all the king's sons and Abathar the priest and Joab the general of the army but Solomon your servant he did not call and, he, and you my lord the king the eyes of all Israel are upon you and you should tell him, you shall sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. And otherwise, when the lord the king shall sleep with his fathers, and I and my son Solomon shall be considered offenders. And behold, she was still speaking with the king, and Nathan the prophet came. 
And they told the king, saying, Behold, Nathan the prophet. And he came in before the king, and he prostrated himself unto the king upon his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, the king, did you say Adonihu shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne? For he has gone down this day, and has slain oxen and fatlings, and sheep in abundance. And he calls all the king's sons, and the officers of the army, and Abiathar the priest, and hold. And behold, they eat and drink before him. And they said, Long live King Adonihu. And me, even me your servant, and Zadok the priest, and Benihu the son of Yehoiada, and Solomon your servant, he did not call. If this matter stems from my lord the king, I wonder that you have not informed your servant who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. And King David answered him and said, Call Bathsheba to me. And she came before the king and stood before the king. And he swore and said, I swear as God lives who redeemed my soul from all distress. Indeed, as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Surely Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my stead. Surely so will I do this day. And Bathsheba bowed her face to the earth, and she prostrated herself to the king and said, Let my Lord King David live forever. Okay. <laughs> Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, rock of all eternities, righteous in all generations, the trustworthy God who says and does, who speaks and makes it come to pass, all of whose words are true and righteous. Faithful are you, Hashem, our God, and faithful are your words, for not one word of yours is turned back unfulfilled, for a faithful and compassionate God and King are you. Blessed are you, Hashem, the God who is faithful in all his words. Have compassion upon Zion, for it is the source of our lives, and deliver the dreary-hearted speedily in our days. Blessed are you, Hashem, who rebuilds Jerusalem, caused the shoot of David to sprout forth, and lift up his horn with your salvation. Blessed are you, Hashem, shield of David. Amen. Grant us rest, for you are our Father, and rule over us speedily, for you are our King. Blessed are you, Hashem, who sanctifies the Shabbat. Amen. Amen. All right, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, um, my, my daughter wrote a, wrote a drosh about this portion, so I'm going to read that. And then um, and if, any, if, if Safa has anything to share or, or Ezra, let me know. Okay. Yes. So here it is. Okay. Parasha Chaye Sarah, loving kindness. So, loving kindness or chesed is mentioned in the Torah about 250 times. And about two thirds of those times, it's used when talking about Hashem's nature. That's why Judaism claims that loving kindness is a main characteristic of Hashem and a fundamental character trait that every Jew should have. In this week's parsha, Chaye Sarah, we have the verse in Genesis 24, verse 14, that reads, And now, the young woman whom I say to her, Please let, her, let down your pitcher, and I may drink. And she says, Drink, and also your camels will drink. Let, he, let her be the one you choose for your servant Itzach. Thereby I will know her, there, sorry, sorry, 
Thereby I will know that you have done loving kindness to my master. The first thing that I will mention is that Abraham's servant, Eliezer, was, relay, was re relying on Hashem to show loving kindness to him by showing him who Itzhak's soulmate was. And seeing as Eliezer found Rivka, Hashem did just that. And we can see this over and over again in the Torah, as Exodus 34 verse 6 says, And Hashem passed before him and proclaimed, Hashem, Hashem, merciful and gracious God, who is slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. We can also see the character trait of loving kindness in Yeshua over and over again. And since Yeshua is the Messiah and Hashem's beloved Son, that makes sense. One example of this loving kindness is in Matthew 8, verses 1 through 3. When Yeshua came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Yeshua reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. This miraculous healing that Yeshua performed happened right after he had been teaching to a large crowd for a long time. But even though he had just finished and was probably tired and hoping for a break as he walked into town, he healed this man of great trust from his leprosy. So Hashem and Yeshua are overflowing with loving kindness. But what does that mean for us? Are we called to be that way too? Yes, we are called to show loving kindness to the people around us, like it says in Colossians 3 verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The very wise King Shlomo would probably agree, seen as he wrote this in Proverbs 3 verse 3. Let not loving kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Now back to Genesis 24 verse 14. Rashi says this about the line, the one you have appointed. See, she, Rivka, is worthy of him, for she will perform acts of kindness, and she is fit to enter the house of Abraham. From this we can understand that performing acts of loving kindness was a key component of Abraham and Sarah's family. We can see this in last week's parsha, when they showed great loving kindness by being amazing hosts to the three special guests Hashem sent them. The same loving kindness that Abraham and Sarah's family holds is inside Rivka. We saw, we saw this when Rivka immediately stopped what she was about to do and gave endless loving kindness to someone she didn't even know, who we know as Eliezer. Rivka's, Rivka's character trait of loving kindness earned her a spot as one of our matriarchs, which means it's probably an important character trait to have. It is a huge part of Hashem to be abounding in loving kindness. And as followers of Shem and Yeshua, we are called to be the same way, to show loving kindness to those around us, just as Hashem did when he showed Eliezer and Rivka. When he showed Eliezer that Rivka was Itzhak's soulmate, just as Yeshua did when he healed a leper, and just as Rivka did when she gave water to Eliezer and his camels. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> All right. Um, so, a tzapa or, or uh, 
Ezra, you have anything else to share? Yes. Um, finally, I got a good internet. internet. Uh, I was going to comment on the first uh, aliyah that uh, when uh, when Abraham asked uh, for uh, to buy the cave, uh, he says he says that he you know name the price, name the price, uh, even though they say uh, no no it's uh, you're our prince with among us you know take it uh, for free. And he insisted until um, the, the, I can't remember the name, um, gave a price, even though we know that it was uh, more than that really cost. But uh, did Abraham uh, blink about that? No, he just says, okay, that's what you want. And he paid him. Now, uh, that teaches that when we want something for 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 Hashem of our loved one, we shouldn't be uh, looking at the money. You know, we it's like when we're going to celebrate Shabbat or any of the other uh, avodah, uh, we should always uh, do the best. You know, without looking at the uh, at the uh, at the price. You know, instead of buying ten things. Let's say let's 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 come let's make a comparison. The ten things of uh, one dollar, you know, uh, for Shabbat, let's buy one thing for ten dollars, you know, that it that it will be more uh, more appreciated. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I want to uh, uh, comment is that uh, because it was time for for uh, for the blessing that uh, Hashem gave Abraham. That's why. It was uh, precise that uh, Isaac get the uh, had a wife, and it was the custom that the uh, uh, father or mother uh, uh, find a wife like uh, we heard at the end of the uh, uh, of this parsha that uh, Israel, his uh, mother Agar, uh, you know, found a wife for him. He did not went and pick it. So that's the same way uh, Isaac, for I, Isaac's wife, uh, Hashem sent uh, Eliezer, Eliezer. And uh, some people say that, you know, that he was, he was asking like too much uh, uh, out of uh, out of the uh, signs that he was requesting. Because he says that, okay, not only that gave me water, okay, to a total stranger, but also to my camels. So when he was not even finished his thought about this, when Rika came on and and everything happened the way he wanted. Meaning what? Meaning that uh, in reality it was Hashem's hands who was uh, there. Uh, so before anybody and any other girl come out, you know. So it was Rika who was sent by uh, by by Hashem. And um, the the other thing that uh, got into my attention is when after he got accepted, uh, they say okay, she was she's going to uh, uh, go with Isaac. The next morning, he says, "Don't delay me more, uh, so I can go to my master." 
And when they say, no, no, you know, let's wait for a year, no, 10 months or something like that. He never took that as uh, uh, like, I have to, you know what I mean? He didn't took it personally. He says, no, don't, don't do that. You know, this is, this is, you already recognize that this is uh, Hashem's uh, way of saying and that this is the uh, uh, girl from Isaac. You know, but the 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 thing that I noticed is that he never he never said no. I I have to do it. I had to do take her with me. You know, he always said he always said, uh, uh, don't delay what is what is already uh, need to be happen. You know, but he never took it up personally. So and the the same way uh, when we're talking to to somebody. You know, we had to uh, about the scriptures or any passage. We never uh, had to say that. Uh, look, this is what I think. This is uh, what it should be. Don't make it personal. You know, always have a reference to the Torah uh, because it's, it's, it's the is the law. We don't know anything, and and when we say that, uh, you know, I think it's this, and you should do this, then. And you take it like a, uh, the other person soon should accept your word for it and do as, as you say. But when we say, no, the Torah says this, 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 you know, then you have some, you have a, a shame behind you to validate your words. So I think that's, uh, I don't know, I, I just needed to mention it. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Those are awesome drashas today. Um, so I was this week. I was looking at Aish dot com, a commentary by Rabbi Yohannesson Geffen, and it was go. You know, this is a Aish dot com. They're they're they lean more of a um, a Hasidic mindset. So, uh, uh, the what it, it was basically talking about Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, and uh, it was showing that uh, you know Eli, Eliezer was a descendant of uh, Canaan. He uh, was one of the cursed peoples, and uh, you know the story of uh, Noah, Noah cursing you know Ham to be a servant. And um, but this wasn't a, just a natural slave master relationship. Um, you know, um, Eliezer was as loyal as as loyal as you can get. And uh, the ra the rabbi in this commentary was saying that um, he was so loyal that that uh, Abraham had considered. Uh, you know, making uh, Eliezer part of his family through through um, giving him everything that that he had uh, into Eliezer's hand and, and giving him all his inheritance. So, um, there's some similarities between uh, <clears throat> and uh, Eliezer um, knew that he served um, Abraham all of his life, and in the midrash. Uh, it says, you know, that basically when he went to war, you know, you have to kind of take Midrash as, you know, as some, some 
icing on the cake, right? So um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if, if you know, it happened. These are stories that kind of, you know, oh, okay, here's an insight. So there's a story in the Midrash where uh, the, you know, the five kings, you know, that, that conquered Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says he took, uh, Abraham took his servants and uh, fought off the, um, fought off those kings. And Midrash says, uh, it says 300 men, but it was just, it was just Eliezer. He had the strength of 300 men because he had the faith. Everybody else chicken out. And so uh, in every uh, instance, like he was the one that presided over the, uh, the Brit Milah. He was the one that was like, if, if Abraham said it, he went and did it. So Abraham, you know, basically trusted him completely with his house so much so that he, he, uh, he, he had him, uh, take an oath on his progeny, you know, and I don't want to get into the, the specifics, but he had, he had his uh, progeny in his hands. That's kind of a, uh, um, the oath that was taken. It was kind of a weird, you know, um, thing, you know, today, to, the idea, that the actual uh, logistics of, you know, uh, you know, that, that oath. Um, but uh, so, you know, and so, uh, you know, Eliezer still did try to leave himself an out. He says, well, what happens if I'm not able to do the mission? You know, will I still, can I, can I, you know, marry, can I, uh, my daughter marry, you know, it's it's kind of like he was kind of inferencing, right? Can I be in your family? Can I redeem myself out of this? You know, we see a similar, and he, he was never able to, um, Stand in his merit. He didn't. He didn't think he was worthy enough. Uh, when he goes to um, Haran, when he goes to his uh, Abraham's family to get uh, Rivka, or yeah, Rivka, <clears throat> and um, he says, uh, "Blessed be the God of my servant Abraham, or my my master Abraham." You know, um, and he never stood in his own merit. He made sure that he stood in the merit of a, of a Zodic. It was similar uh, phrasing to what happened to Elijah and Elisha. You know, Elisha, uh, Elisha sees this great thing that Elijah has done. He goes to heaven and you think he's, he's on top of the world, but he comes to the river Jordan. He says, where's the God of Elijah? Right. Are you with me? Or, you know, are you, are you, Am I standing alone or are you with me? So he smacks the you know the river and Hashem says, shows himself that he is with Elisha. And just so um so Eliezer had put this as okay, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put something to see if there is a woman who has my traits, who is a servant, but she goes beyond what I would do. So just put you, I mean, let's all think about this. So there's these, not to take, just the, there's midrashical stories about flying camels and magic and all sorts of, you know, stuff that's it's interesting. Read it. I'm not going to go into it. It's interesting. Uh, but um, so the he he basically says, look, I'm, I'm the best servant that could, that could be. So I'm going to just put this, so, just, a, just a completely... 
irrational thing that's going to happen. I'm going to get a, a woman who's going to, who's going to, uh, not only is she going to offer me something to drink, but she's going to probably spend four or five hours watering my camels. So in his, in his mind, he's thinking, <clears throat> just put yourself in this situation, right? You're sitting there and this man who's dressed in royal accord, he's got servants, he's got camels, some of them flying, according to the Medrash. You know? <laughs> but he, uh, so he goes in and all his servants and himself, he's saying to this servant, uh, to this uh, other royal girl who, for all intents and purposes, um, yeah, that three-year-old midrash is is weird. Yeah, it's it's a strange midrash. But um, the uh, you know when he finally realizes, you know that she um, she is she is a servant you know, worthy. He can, he immediately is like, okay, I need to take her back home because this is of a shem, and she's a greater. Uh, it was a comparison, you know. And, you know, it, it goes to show, are we willing to be that type of servant, the way Eliezer, you know, he did have children, he, he did get his freedom, Abraham, uh, you know, uh, gave him his freedom before he died, he had children, he had a family, and, you know, um, I'm sure that they, they lived on and were blessed, but, I mean, it just shows... Um, the type of servant in both Eliezer and in Rivka um, of just uh, that type of servanthood uh, can change your station in life. Um, and it may, you may think you're just going in and, and uh, just, just think about that, that, that girl who uh, was uh, chosen to take care of David. To me, I, I'm not sure how that the, um, the Haftorah fits, but, you know, our sages maybe have some spiritual application, but you know that that um, that girl that that uh, that was chosen. She's for all um, for all ages. She's chosen to just because her willingness to be his nursemaid, and you know, it's an unthankful job, but <clears throat> let us all be uh, willing to be that type of servant. You know, as Yeshua says. So Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Mom, we have anything to share? Oh. Shiloh, give the give the mic to it. I just want to note that though it is uh, typically held or traditionally historically held that um by many that Eliezer was the servant mentioned in this um, portion. Uh, I just want to note that just from the text alone, that it's not, uh, that that's not what's indicated from the text alone. So, but uh, uh, his name is actually from, yeah, uh, a, no name is mentioned. In fact, it's not given, you know, no, uh, no name or, yeah, name is not given. It's just, you know, a servant and mm -hmm. from a previous portion. Um, well, I, know. I, I know that uh when I was uh reviewing uh Prager's commentary, 
He says that that's not actually, it, there's no indication that that Cervantes Eliezer specifically, but, you know, that it's something that is uh, traditionally held. Yeah, there's some only... other contextual, there's other contextual clues. Yeah. But. There, yeah, there was only one servant mentioned in anywhere in Torah of, of Abraham's a servant name and the servant's name was Eliezer. So that's why they apply this this name to this 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 story as well. Yeah. The servant is uh, is known as Eliezer, but it's it's never like she said, it's never um uh stated. It's like it's all it's only applied or I guess it's like kind of just derived from from the other story. Do you have anything to share? Mama, or continue, continue. All right, let's continue. Let's go to page seventy-seven. Um, and our sedurs here will sing um, the Ashe. Our song.